welcome back to Cat and Chat Ch 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 TV. Um, I'm your host tonight with Lottie, and tonight I am here with G. How are you, G? Amazing. Still buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Living it. Watch, seeing everything I possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, watching the goals, everything. Just, yeah. Um, almost on top of the world, like the players, but not, not quite as ecstatic as them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Um, I mean, it's it's very very surreal right now. I've, it hasn't really sunk in that I was there, so it's like, mm. it's yeah, surreal. It must be it's just unbelievable. Right now that we've, I've introduced my wonderful co-host, I am going to run the intro, and then we'll see you on the other side. It's not just a game. Exactly where the goal is, that never changes. It's, just... it's not just a women's team. This is the Lionesses. This is family. All of us. All together. Our England. Canon Chatter presents The Lioness Takeover Euro 2022. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Canon Chatter TV and The Lioness Takeover. Well, we really did take over, didn't we, Jay? <laughs> oh, so... absolutely. It came home finally. No, definitely. And I think I'm going to bring my, my, my guest in now, which is my best friend, which is Georgie. How are you, Georgie? I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, yeah, I'm really good. I went to Wembley on Sunday and I just can't get, I was saying to you, it's just feels still surreal at the minute. Um, I go on my TikTok and every video is like, it's coming home. It's like all different um, video of the girls singing. So, yeah. As you can tell, I'm a bit excited still. Yeah, no, definitely. I am as well. It just hasn't really sunk in yet that we we ended up going to Wembley. So I've just I've still yet to go through my photos and all my videos and things. So I'm quite excited to go through that. So I just yeah. haven't had the time, unfortunately. Okay, so Leah Leah Williams is the first England captain to lift the European Championship and never lose a game. This is just one of the most massive records we've had. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, and uh, another amazing fact, she didn't make a tackle. She didn't have to make... I mean, Millie Bright probably took all of them for her. <laughs> but I, I just couldn't believe when I heard that. You know, there's that famous quote from, is it Maldini? If you have mm -hmm. to make a tackle, then you've done something wrong. Um, mm -hmm. So the fact that she didn't um and she's one of the highest for um like passes or, or plays or something along those lines so yeah I mean you know we obviously know she was influential in some of the balls she was playing through in the field um but yeah the only thing you can really say is when's the statue coming because that's the iconic statue isn't it um yeah let's get that going but then it's a decision of who gets the statue made of them is it Chloe Kelly being lifted up as the match winner with her shirt, or is it Leah lifting the trophy? Who knows? 
Yeah, no, that's that's a t- really, really tough call, if I'm honest with you. George, what do you think on G's thoughts? Uh, it's all about Dame Leah. Give her a Dame. That's, <laughs> um, I'm probably very, very biased here because she's my favourite. So, <laughs> um, no, I, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because like they all played their part. Like so, like you could even say, should it be Beth, like for all the goals that she banged in? Mm-hmm. But then, should it be Georgia? But not not you, Georgina. Like, well, you deserve one anyway. But um, <laughs> like Stanway, like. For the goal against Spat, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it yeah. could be any. It could be any of them, really. Like it's Russo's back um, heel. Yeah, like oh, Russo's yeah. The, the back heel. Then you got Serena. Like Dame, she's got to be a dame as well. I, I don't know. I suppose <laughs> get rid of all the statues in London. Just line them all up. That's my best idea. But you've got all the way Leah. around Wembley. Yeah, yeah, Dame Leah. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, speaking of Russo's back hill, I was going through some archive footage and I found out an identical goal from Aaron Ramsey in 2015. I wonder where she picked that up from. George, that was your goal. You progressed for your intro. Oh, it's it? identical. I completely yeah. forgot that Ramsey done that, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the one you requested me to, to I don't put together. It's aiming to mo- that she obviously watches a team that play in red and white in London. And she wants to leave a team in Manchester, perhaps, to join the team in London. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> swap deal all, with Paris. The, you never know. That's, that's the, that swap <laughs> is the dream. That swap is the dream for me. But whether it will happen is an absolutely different story. George, was it? What's your? What was your over? Was you surprised that the lineup had not was unchanged? Um, I've been saying it. <laughs> I've been saying this every week, and I would start Rue instead of Erling White. That I've been saying it, but it don't seem to happen. But I suppose why break something that's not? Um, change that again. Why fix something that's not broke? Because we've been winning our game so far. So I wasn't really too surprised. I thought Russo may have started, but obviously the two super subs they do what they what they say they're going to do and change games. So to start an eleven, I would. I wasn't too surprised. Gee, what did you, what, were you surprised at all? Um, uh, not really. It was kind of coming, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. We all have our little subs that we would probably make. Uh, I'd be the same with George, put Russo up top. But then it's just a case of, you know, it's worked. Ellen White won't have that same effect if she came on and we were in that point where we were nil-nil and needed something. Um, and just the link up with Toon and Russo is unreal. So at the end of the day, she'll get her chance when Ellen retires or, you know, sort of maybe maybe going forward, she'll get her chance. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. with tournament football, it's a lot different, isn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, just a, a credit to all of them. But I definitely thought that um, Greenwood should have come in a lot sooner than she did. Just, to, just a bit of st- stability, like, you know, Rachel Daly was immense throughout the whole tournament, but there's, and, you know, we all know she plays out of position, but I just thought for a bit more stability, maybe we could have put Greenwood back in there. Um, but, yeah, what, what can you say? In Serena, we trust. More oh, 100%. 100%. Now, G, I know you like, like your figures at the moment, <laughs> especially when it comes to the viewing. You've done it throughout our series. So, 
on the BBC One, we had 17.4 million viewers plus 5.9 million on the iPlayer. It's ridiculous. As well as the 87,192 fans, including me and George, in that mm-hmm. ground. I mean, it's absolutely incredible to see to see those numbers. Did you think those numbers would be this high? Because they were growing and growing and growing as we went through the tournament then. Yeah, I I knew it would be higher because purely the basis it was a final and every TV show was talking mm-hmm. about it in the days leading up to it. Um, so I knew the interest would be there. But even those figures sort of blew me away. Um, when you think about it as well, obviously we've got like 67 million here, don't we? So you think that's actually not a lot. But when you think that there were fan parks, like Box Park, both of them were full there were places that had like the players actual like local pubs or sports grounds were all full of people supporting so you think how many people actually probably in groups were there watching as well it would have been way way higher so it's just just madness everything makes me feel super emotion just blown away um and I'm just glad that it people tuned in and enjoyed it because I've seen a lot of people that were slating it at the beginning of the tournament were cheering on for the final so that's what you want to see you know let's hope it just continues into the season as well more importantly oh no definitely 100% we've temporarily lost George people we are very sorry so you're gonna have to listen to mine and G's wonderful tones of our voices I'm afraid oh no hang on is he back is he back George yeah I'm back sorry I phone call it's all right no worries mate um, we were just talking about the fi- the figures um, for th- on the BBC as well as the fans on the yeah. ground. How, how how incredible was that? It's really good that, that I, unless I read something wrong, but uh, I can't remember. It might have been Sam or someone or someone said it. But the the three, I think the three um, biggest amount of um, crowd attendances in yeah. football mm. have been from this women Euros, and I think that's that just says it all. And that's in, I assume that's including all professional football, so whether it's women or men. Yeah. So the top the top three. It was two Barcelona games in the Champions yep. League. Yep. Yeah. I can actually give you those figures if you give me thirty seconds. So mm. the highest on record is ninety one thousand five hundred and fifty three. That's Barcelona v Real Madrid. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the second one. I'll take that back. Sorry, guys. The top one was Barcelona. Uh, Wolfsburg, uh, 91,648, and then we came in third with 87,192. That's what I mean. Like, you think of those figures, they're, they're mad. Mm. Like, I've been to a lot of men games and mm-hmm. cup finals, and I've not been to an atmosphere like how that was. I know, obviously, you have to take the three minutes England, but just atmospheric-wise, obviously, going from that, I thought it was amazing, and it's all just positive for the future. Um, as um, one of the legends on TV said, if you're not on the train now, you ain't getting on. I know, definitely. 100%, George, completely agree with that. Um, could that be in right by any chance? It was Alex Scott. It was Alex. Oh, well, oh, well I haven't caught up with any form of interview. Any it was really good, actually. Absolutely slacking. Absolutely they... slacking. And... All three of them. It was Jonas, um, Alex mm-hmm. and Ian. Um, and Ooh, they were all saying such wonderful things afterwards. You know, he said, yeah. uh, Jonas said, it, it's not, they're not here because of 
the system they're here to, in despite of the system of the barriers that they've had to over you know get through and achieve this um ian wright was rightly talking about the you know pe and schools again and um and bringing it into the wsl searching your teams and then as george said alex basically just said um the struggle and the amount of clubs that said no over the past couple of years to hosting these tournaments um that's when she brought out the like if you weren't on the train already it's already gone um but also she did she did say in for herself she said i'm no longer going to stand up and beg for your attention in you know like when she goes to um meetings and mm-hmm. public events she's, that's so for her to even come out and have the the guts to say it because you know some people might take that the wrong way and be like well we don't want you representing us you just don't know do you so they all really yeah, use the yeah, right. perfectly. They, um it's something that you shouldn't have to be a member of every wsl club or something yeah. to oh, like get it, yeah. tickets and stuff well, that's it. It's highlighting things that people don't know. There isn't yeah. an away section, so you have to... It's really hard to get away tickets, so then you think, well, there's no... Is there a point in travelling? And all these obstacles he was sort of highlighting and making sure the people that are in charge of it are listening at that point as well. And it's good to mention that we're on the successful and like everyone's happy and celebrating what we've done, the historical thing, but it's also important to highlight what still needs to change. Yeah, because that's when you would get more people listen. So if we said, or if the people relevant enough said this, like in a few weeks, they'll probably they probably won't get the same leverage as they did doing it straight after that we've won the Euros. Yeah, I oh, definitely hundred percent because it's it's all all in all in the spotlight at the moment because we've we've bought a European trophy home. Um, I, I know football is football, but we still bought it back before the boys did. And I will, I will say that because it's a European trophy at the end of the day. Football is football to me, whether it's men or women. I watch enough women's and, and I go to enough games to know football is football. And a lot of people will disagree with me on that, on it. And if you can't, if you disagree with it, fair enough. It's a case of you're missing out mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I know Sophie Sophie said this a few weeks a few weeks back and she's completely right. I mean, it's it's fifty as Nippon's just said in the chat. It's fifty six years since we've had a European trophy. This is the Lioness's first European trophy, and it's just it's epic. Even just talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps because <laughs> I'm so freaking I'm so freaking proud of this team. Yeah. Um. So George, I'm actually going to ask you from your point of view. Obviously, m- most people who do follow us on on our podcast, everyone knows that you are blind. Am I? Um, what was the atmosphere like for you i know i was with you but can you tell like g and everybody that's listening like what was the atmosphere like obviously when you got when you got got into wembley way and when i eventually got there yeah that is true that is true i was like two and a half hours late to start off with but um yeah maybe yeah 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 so as I was, because I was walking through Wembley Way and like you have all the stalls and I, I, I forgot to tell you, I ended up on German TV with Austin as well. That's quite funny. Oh, no way. I, did, I didn't mean to. I, well, he was guiding me. It was his fault. And they was interviewing someone and Austin walked me right in front of him. <laughs> he did the interview. Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> um, brilliant, George. So um, that should have just told the Germans it weren't their day, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so the atmosphere like, on the whole was all right. Like we... 
obviously we went for food and then we went to the grounds and stuff and just even like the stores and the merchandise it was just like a whole a family day out and like i said i've been to cup finals like when arsenal played chelsea and stuff like that and it's it doesn't feel as it sounds weird sound it actually felt happy to be at a game at wembley whereas mm-hmm. like, i was not nervous at all and not, and that's not being cocky or anything i was I thought it would be a tight game. I, I did say to these guys it was going to penalties. So. <laughs> oh, no. When it went yeah, no, we did, we did. Before, when we sat in our seats, me, Matt and uh, Ruth, who is Matt's mum, we all did score prediction. George went for 5-4 on penalties. Oh, and I also got to congratulate Matt as well. He predicted 2-1 Germany. He got it wrong again. It was 2-1 England. So, so you can imagine I'm what going to get everyone... him to keep predicting the Arsenal scores, I think, next season. So you can imagine what their conversa- the conversation we had when obviously Germany equalised and it went the rest of the time. <laughs> so, oh, okay. um, George, but, how was you feeling at 1-1? Uh, I was a bit nervous then. And then I was like, because oh. I was thinking, oh, don't, don't, I, di- I didn't want it to go to penalties. I know I predicted it, but I just didn't want it. So um, I was more nervous when Beth went off. Because okay. I thought, oh, but not, not from a like, selfish point of view. I thought, oh, is that going to change the game drastically? And I think it did a bit. Um, yeah. But I'd say with the atmosphere, I thought it was really, really good. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that quiet. Like from where we were sitting, like you could hear people singing all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't realise there was German fans sitting near us. Like because when they cheered, they I thought. Actually- yeah, they're about two rows in front of us. There was like a still like a few small pockets on the upper tier, yeah. but we were directly sitting above the big group. They were downstairs in the, in that corner. Ah, yeah. So yeah, we and were I was like, uh... right above them. And um, <laughs> I yeah. said to Matt, "I went, who scored for England?" He went, "No, it was Germany." I went because t- I was talking to Matt, and obviously I wasn't listening to the headset because that's normally what I do. I have a headset in, but don't listen to it. And he was like, "There's German fans there," and I was like, "Oh, right." But one thing I will say, I do need to say this, and everyone should—I really have to thank Matt in the first mm-hmm. half because um, I didn't get a headset because Wembley uh, stupid, um, and because they just messed around with the headset. So Matt <laughs> actually, from the first minute to the forty-fifth minute, commentated the whole game for me. Oh, that's so. And he was getting well excited. I tell you, he could have got a job on the BBC. Like it was like having Jonathan Pierce sitting next to you. Oh, um, wow. thing is, I could hear him, but brilliant. I couldn't quite hear him over the noise from the England fans. But even I tested him. Like he even threw out uh, threw out a few, a few of the German names. Like I'll give him that. It, it wasn't just oh, wow. the Indian ones. So I do have to say that publicly to Matt that I owe him a lot for that to um, helping me kind of know what was going on but the atmosphere on the whole was really really good and then <laughs> obviously after the game that was interesting with our the jesus saves man that was it so but everyone it was just like a party atmosphere towards the end so it was just a really really good day good um george i'm just interested because i saw you uh tag oh God, yourself box do? park did you actually go in um I think so. I don't know. <laughs> so, 
Austin said that was there, so he just said tag you, yeah. and so it was just there. No, we did. We did actually walk past. Um, in the well, we were we were stuck in the queues on the way out, right next to it, the whole way out. And is that where was, the music was coming from? Yeah, that's yeah. where the music was okay, coming so, from. Yeah, we went, and yeah, then there. um, George managed to. Uh, there was a guy that was preaching religion. Oh, God. <laughs> George, you want to tell the story because you're the one who you started the noise. Yeah, what did I say? I know I said about Jesus, but I'm trying to remember what I said. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no. he just kept basically giving his views, and people were entitled to their views. That's fine, but not like that. Apparently, we were going to hell, and that, and I felt, and then I said, "Oh, well, I feel like I'm in hell listening to this." But then we just started chants off like, "Me, those on fire, it's coming home," and then someone nicked his microphone, so that was even better. Yeah, and they nicked his microphone, and they they, they belted the song down it, and the whole of Sweet Caroline started lit, yeah. lighting up down down the. Um, I do think I went for it near Box Park because me and Austin, me and Austin, when we were trying to find Lottie and Matt, and that I think we got yeah. a bit lost as well. So we walked through everywhere, and we did walk through places that had like loud yeah. music on and like mm. different stuff. So I assume mm -hmm. that was that. Yeah, I was only wondering because I've been there once, and that, but that was for a concert, so I was just wondering okay. to see what it was like for like a football. Because it always looks really I've been there before, yeah. like for Same. one of the FA Cup games. Um, oh, okay. So it's it, it was it's more atmospheric. This like there was more louder music when before it was just you no know, like people just singing and chanting outside. But yeah, yeah it was the, the amount of different people that like when we were walking through though, like Austin was describing it, like there was German fans. He said there was a couple of people with, like in French tops on. Yeah. Um, uh, there was one person with a Dutch top on, so there was like all different, a Swedish one. So like it wasn't yeah. just like, and there was loads of people with Arsenal tops on. So it seemed, uh, yeah, there was a lot of gooners there. That made me really smile. I kept seeing Arsenal shirts popping up. I saw the Dutch Miedemars shirts popping up, and I think there was, there was quite a few like Swedish fans and other fans from other clubs who thought they'd go through, but they yeah. still turned up for the final, which was brilliant. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of Gooner tops there. I was proud of my fan base on Sunday. There was a lot of Gooners. Yeah, and then then another one. Um, just yeah. interested for in the stadium when it went to one one and we were kind of lacking a little bit and it was looking a bit ropey. What was the reaction like around it, around where you guys were? Was it like it was everyone just supporting the team, or was there any that were kind of a bit frustrated by it? Uh, I'd say the majority were like backing the team. Like they was like getting louder and trying and just trying to push them to go that further. Like it's the first time ever, ever, yeah, I've ever heard in a football game that the commentators describe it as the Wembley roar. But I don't ever remember hearing that before. So um, I think having that really helped the girls to. Like stay on and not have to get their heads down and like because they easily could have just said oh we'll just see it through to penalties and you just never know yeah but they just didn't give up they were a bit like Rick Astley because some guys they're never going to give <laughs> up so that that there was the odd fan but like you're not going to get eighty seven thousand fans that are um like I think there was some fans there probably that just went for a day out. Yeah, so, there's a lot of families, wasn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah, but like, or a couple of fans. There might have been a couple, a few fans that were like, "Well, this is, oh, it's England, so we'll go." 
So in that sort of sense. But I didn't really, like, I never got, it's the first Wembley final I've been to and I've never ever, and I've never thought, oh, there could be like any trouble or any stupidity go on. So yeah, it was just a positive place in general. No, definitely. It's absolutely amazing. Um, unfortunately, George, your time yeah, is yeah, up fine. with us tonight. So okay, I'm going to say for thank you. Where, no worries. George, where can everybody find you? Uh, normally with you. but um, uh, <laughs> That is true. Uh, you can find us over the Arsenal at, together. I am at George on Twitter. and I have, Or you can find me on Golden Goal TV. Or you can find me on Arsenal Fans Forever sometimes. Or you can find me on here. So, yeah, everywhere, really. Okay, brilliant, George. Any last words before you go? It's coming home. Well, it's home, but <laughs> bring on the World <laughs> Cup when we win that. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, Georgie, we'll speak to Thank you soon. Thank you. See you later. Yeah, no worries, Georgie. Bye. Well, that was good fun, wasn't it? Mm, nice insight right. to what it was like to be there. No, definitely. Uh, right, let me see who we've got in the back next. Oh, let's see. I'm going to bring in this. I'm going to bring in your your partner on crime from your channel because he looks the most interesting on screen right now from what I can see. Um, I'm excited. Everybody, everybody in the chat, say a big hello to Jonesy for me. There we go. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Hey. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good Jonesy. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I good. I can't actually see, so I haven't taken them off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all our audio listeners, Jonesy has just popped up on the screen. He's got a massive England hat on. He's got his flag on. He's even got his England sunglasses on. I haven't took it yeah. off. I haven't took it off. <laughs> yeah, he's got the rest. He's got the rest of it on now. How are you doing? You look yeah, very wicked. happy. I'm very happy. Very, very happy. I haven't stopped smiling since Sunday evening. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant. That's what we love to hear. And I've got my next guest in the back as well. Uh, he's one of my my regulars. I also went to the England game with him. He's a very, very special friend of mine, and that is Matt. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Sweet Caroline. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't believe it. Just being there and everything and being part of this tournament, it's been amazing. No, definitely, definitely. I know me and George wouldn't have gone without you, so I can't say thank you enough for getting me had those tickets. I'm just so, so, so happy, and I hope you heard George's message messages before you came I on. I did, I did. So, um, absolutely brilliant. I, honestly, my th I still had a sore throat from the day after, and it's only just gotten better now. So, oh wow. Um, I think to be fair, probably... I did accidentally catch a picture of you when that last goal went <laughs> in, and it. It's just, I haven't actually downloaded it to my laptop, so I can't bring it on screen, guys, but I will drop it in the WhatsApp group. And it's what, that moment where that goal went in and we won it. I honestly thought you were recording. The the yeah, no, I thought, so I did, but I, I must have hit the camera button because you could take pictures at the same time. And it, 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 so I've got the video and then I've got that. So I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely drop, drop it into my fan video for everybody to see in a couple of days. The next person I've got, in 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 the back is someone who's been to every single lioness group stage game he's followed the netherlands um and he just knows a lot more than i do hi adam how are you <laughs> um, well i don't i don't know what you mean by know a lot more i mean I'm, 
it's got to be marginal, sure. In terms of women's football, you do know a bit more than I do, to be fair. <laughs> well, you probably know more about the men's arsenal than me, so maybe that's the equation balancing itself out. <laughs> yeah, m- must do, must do. Last but not least, I've also got Sam in the back. How are oh. you, Sam? Hey. Um, I don't really know how I can follow up those, like, two. Pensions is if I'm honest. <laughs> I do all kind of, like, yeah. Not go down um, as well. But, yeah. But. yeah. So how is everybody feeling? Has it set in yet that we've no. done it? No? Nope. That was very, very quick off the mark, Adam. <laughs> it, it, I can't believe it. You know, like butter. I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh gosh. So, um, so what did we all think of like the the first half? What went right? Like, did anything really go wrong in that first half for us to end it at nil nil? The ref. <laughs> go on, go on, I'm gonna go to G first. Go on, G. The ref. Like, <laughs> she just killed everything. Yeah. But it would have been so. We could have really had a really good game of football end to end. But yep. everything that wasn't a foul, she was given a foul. Then she was letting the worst one, really mm-hmm. bad tackle go. We get put, we literally said, me and my uncle said to each other, I guarantee after all these tackles that have gone in, we'll be the first to get a yellow card. Then bam, George Stanway, yellow card on like mm-hmm. something like 23 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she just kind of killed what could have been a really, really exciting game. Um mm-hmm. More so in the second half, really, but I think some of the things she let go in the first, uh, without giving yellows to the Germans, mm-hmm. um, were pretty up there. And I was actually quite surprised that she was the chosen ref. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know what their names are, but the fourth official was that ref that has um, taken over some of the men's Champions League games. And when I saw them mm. walking out, you know, she didn't have like a fourth official jacket on. She was just, they were all the same. So I was like, yes, here we go, the best one. Here we... And then it wasn't. And I just thought they really messed that up. Um, but in terms of us, I think we started really well for a change. Um, we struggled in the past two games. We've sort of started quite slow, had the pressure on us, almost conceded quite early, especially in the last game. But I think we, we took it straight to them from the very first minute. Um, so I was really impressed with that. We were looking up for it. We knew that we needed to improve on our first half performance and I think we did that. We were just slightly unlucky maybe with our our final chances. Um, Ellen White obviously could have done a bit better with her header. Uh, it was a great ball from Frank Kirby to find her behind the defender but yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? But I think we were much improved in the first half. I definitely. I mean, I feel like we weren't as rattled as we were as we started off against Sweden. I'm glad mm. you brought the refereeing up because I'm going to go shoot this one over to Adam because Adam's been the most games out of all of us. The refereeing decisions haven't been that bad from the games I've watched from home, mm. and I'm sure most of us have watched. Mm. But the France, yeah, the, the France, uh, the French one in our semi-final, and the our refer- a Ukrainian one in our final were abysmal. Yeah, there's a bit of a, it's been a bit. I, mean, like, I think we're all, we're all referees, a bit of a mixed bag. There's been plenty of good refereeing. I think we can all agree on that. Um, I'll be honest, I have seen quite a few clangers. Um, anybody who watched um, Germany versus Denmark, um, who was in the audience for that, would not Germany versus Spain, sorry, for those of us at Brentford, yeah. would have seen the most obvious red card not yeah. ever given. Um, the referee... I think that's one of the worst I've seen. 
it was yeah it is it is, it is laughable laughably bad yeah. um England versus Sweden, um, I didn't overly notice sort of the referee, mainly because we were sort of 4-0 up, but certainly in the final, I mean, <laughs> the pantomime boos had begun, you know, pretty much straight up from the off. Um, there was a lot of, I felt, yeah, fouls in the centre of the park that just, it just, it was a very, it was a very physical game that the referee just didn't get any discipline on. And then we had the nonsense, I think, Georgia Stanway getting booked. And at that point, I'm absolutely bricking it because we all know Georgia Stanway. She she's not going to you know pull out of a tackle. Yeah. And I'm thinking if anyone's going to get sent off here, it's going to be Stanway. And I can't believe she lasted 88 minutes <laughs> before being hooked because I was especially <laughs> at near the end of the first half. I was convinced that the ref, based on a track record, was going to send her off, and that would have been curtains for us. Um, I I will to her favour. I'll think she was better in the second half, but the problem is she's had a precedent half of that, and I think. She did book a lot of German players in the second half, which I think was maybe her sort of balancing the books. I mean, um, Oberdorf eventually got a yellow card and she'd had quite a few fouls. Yeah. I think there was um, somebody else as well who who got a yellow card sort of too late. And you sort of think, well, if she'd been booked earlier, it would have been a second yeah. yellow. Um, it is a shame. Um, I, I do think because of the results, um, I think the not well, I say not much talk about the referees. If you were to go to Germany and pick up your local paper, um, they also have choice words to say about the refereeing. Um, in terms of um, Leah Williamson's audition for the um, Commonwealth handball team, um, in the in the penalty area, um, don't know if any of you have seen the pictures, um, but if any of you remember our nil nil draw against Chelsea, um, last season. Um, think oh. something like that. <laughs> um, oh. and for those of us having an ex- having to suffer an extensive VAR check in the first half, that's what it was about. And I think we oh. might, have, might have got away with one there. But obviously, Jeremy don't quite see it that way. No, of course not. Because if it, it's happened to them, they're not going to let that go. Well, it's the second um, time they've got a, you know, a duff one, you know, ball over the line, yeah. that wasn't over the line at Wembley and now yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, I'm just going to come to you. Lena Oberdorf, she <laughs> should have been sent off. Oh, she's an amazing player, don't get me wrong, but she she was just pushing and pushing her luck. But she she just should have been sent off from where I was sitting in the ground. Yeah, I mean, she could have shot a player and still been on that pitch playing, you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous the amount of challenges she was putting in. And um, to not even, you know, see a yellow in that first half is crazy. <laughs> it was like watching the WWE. SummerSlam was on the, the night before, not, uh, not on that final. It was just crazy. And then when she finally did get the yellow card, you're thinking to yourself, that should have been the, her red and that should have been her out of the game. But for me, the ref, it's a big occasion. Sometimes the refs, they want to make it about them or they want their part in the final. And this ref certainly seemed to thrive on being a star. You could tell She knew when she was on camera as well, the ref, if you ask me, there was a few, um, how could you put it, Hollywood yellow cards pull out. So, yeah, she knew what she was doing. Um, Yeah, I just want a a quick question to Matt. Um, In the first game at Old Trafford, I think there was multiple things that made it the crazy rattled game we had. But um, I thought actually this weekend, the girls did amazing to handle that that crowd, considering they're really not used to playing in front of that many people. What did you think? Yeah, I think also that it was kind of helped that we have played Germany in a friendly there before. And I believe it was around 50 odd thousand that went to that game at Wembley that night. The Germans did win that one, 3-1, I believe it was in the end. Ellen White, the first England goal scorer, women's goal scorer at Wembley. 
So they would have learned, a lot of these players would have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and they would realise right, we've been to Wembley before, we've lost against these before. I think we can turn the ties. They knew that the home crowd was with them. They knew from experience, especially with the old Trafford game, it was a bit nervy, a bit edgy as well, but it suited Austria as well because Austria were always going to be defensive, whereas the Germans were going to come at us and then we were going to come back to back with it. So you could see that from the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, I'd say, especially with some of those chances. And in white with the header and Lucy Bronze as well with another header quite close to it, but just couldn't direct them properly into out of the way of Froms, the goalkeeper of Germany. Um, but the way they've shown themselves, they've really stepped up an extra gear now. So every time I look at them and they're playing for their clubs now, especially the Man United ones, because I do call them out. Uh, apart, the only one I haven't called out actually is Alicia Russo. Um, but they need I to make the point. Matt, I think the shirt worked. <laughs> <laughs> the England shirt worked. That's true. Well, that's the that's the thing though. Maria was fantastic in goal, but she didn't really have that many laps of concentration through the entire tournament. Ella Toon, I will have a go at again because she was halfway through the halfway through this game. She's decided to start having a walkabout when Ellen White was trying to put a, put the press on. I was just like, what are you doing? Why are you not pressuring? She scored the chip, said, though. Did you not see her goal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can make wow. a chip. Do you know what? I knew you guys yeah. would react like this because me and Matt had this conversation after the game. So anybody want to respond just, to Matt and look at Connie's point? I'm flabbergasted. He's praising Mary Earps. You know, we, we all know where he's putting down about her. Yeah, yeah. You can just see him just like wincing with the words, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> really hurt him when he had to say it. Yeah, yeah. Well. there's a reason why I said she needs to be player. She was my England player to watch because the way she she lapses in concentration in the WSL is so bad. And the way she reacted to some of those shots that the Germans took, she was just all over it. I know I've mentioned that she has resting Pickford face. So for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> basically, whenever that she goes and collects the ball and jumps on it, she makes this awkward face that's almost like you're holding a breath underwater. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I can't really describe it. it, but yeah. it it's she quite funny, but at the same time, it's just like, you you look very much like Pickford at the moment. Well, she's in the team of the tournament, so she must have done something right. I think it was her... I don't think we can swear on here. But no, um, her time-wasting <laughs> skills were amazing. Sam, come on. You, you must agree with that. What was that? Sorry, I missed her, the last... Her time-wasting skills, when she would catch oh, the ball yeah. and then lie down mm. and then sort of I... do a little wink to where the camera was <laughs> It was it was also like towards the end, it panicked me a little bit because there were time wasting in the corner from like six yeah. or seven minutes to go. And I was kind of like sat panicking in the corner, like you're doing this too early. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully it paid off. But yeah, I just I don't know. I we've played we haven't played particularly great in the first half, so it was good to kind of play well in the first half and kind of be the because we were the better team in the first half. Mm just didn't really have many chances to show for it. Um, so it was actually pleasing to see us play well in the first half as well and be up for it straight away, and you could tell that. 
Yeah, exactly. And as well, how well do you guys think our girls did to not give in to the antics of the German team with the tackles, with the getting mm. in each other's faces, mm. minus Jill Scott? that's what I was thinking I actually think that's the one that's like just turned into a complete meme now because obviously when me me, Matt and George were sitting me and Matt we saw it George obviously heard it Mm. but I don't know what was said I've gone onto Twitter while I've got home after queuing on Wembley Way and she's just turned into a complete meme and I can understand what she like with her experience I can understand I don't expect her to do that but it's nice to see a bit of fight in the girls mm. instead of just going down and moving on with it because it got to the point I believe it was it I believe it was Lena Robidoff that did it and mm-hmm. I can see yeah. where why where they and were it got given against us mm. even though yeah. she hurt well, her was, legs and yeah. down. The foul I can, I can guarantee like you that up. yeah I can guarantee I mean, that I want to know what was said to make her say that <laughs> yeah no, yeah I, I think it was probably, uh, my guess is it was probably like a build-up of the way that they were acting as a team yeah. and kind of the build-up of her sat on, the bench, sat on the bench kind of watching it. And I can imagine the kind of anguish building up then. So I imagine <laughs> one thing was said and that was it. She'd just gone. But I think it was quite good, actually, because it showed intelligence because we could have easily kind of got really annoyed that they were making all these challenges and making all these and kind of, reciprocated but the fact that we just kind of were like yeah it's happening we can do one or two things about it we can just carry on playing our game or we can go down to their level so it's quite pleasing that we did just kind of carry on with the like the plan that we had I like to think those last 10 minutes were vengeance sort of like our sort of you know you did this we're gonna we're now gonna you know do it back to you we're just gonna have Mm. all sorts of antics in the corner flag and there's nothing you can do about it and it was just it's really weird as well because when you look at the German teams the Wolfsburgs, Bayern Munich and it's Eintracht Frankfurt so all of those three teams make up that German team and they don't do that when when you see them in Champions League next season or even if you go back to the previous season's Champions League games that are available you can see that they like to go attacking. They don't want, want to be diving every five minutes. So I don't know what was going on and what the mentality is, unless they're saying, if you feel contact, go down and the referee will give it. Um, it was, you know it was what, really Mark? weird. No, it was it was really weird. And I think you have a point there. He was like, every time we went near them, they were just on the floor. I don't know what your guys' reviews were yeah. from at home. Yeah, no, but game. it was just a slightest little tap. They went down. They were worse than the Spanish. Yeah. I know I had a lot to say about that because I've well, previously said the Barcelona women are fantastic yeah. players, but they do exactly what the men do. They dive everywhere. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of disappointing, isn't it? Because that's not something you see very often in women's football. No. So don't. it was kind of disappointing that so many people were watching it just because no, of the okay. occasion. So that's what they'll see of women's football now. Like, But that's not the case at all. But that's what they'll see of it now because of all the theatrics they were kind of doing. So it's quite unfortunate. No, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some more gooners over to Champions League nights to just mm. prove a point. It's not like that. I mean, what? we've got qualifiers coming up at the end of the month, I believe, Matt. Was it mm-hmm. end of the month? Yep. September. So, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we can get we can get some more games over at the Emirates and we can just mm. prove a point. 
football's women's football's not like that. The standard's actually yeah. a lot higher. It is. So, um, Toon's goal. I mean, mm. we lost Beth. I felt like the game had lost a bit of oomph in it while she was, she, while she was like sort of sidled off, sidled off. Yeah. Um, but she, it, the ball found Toon, uh, driven by a long, long range pass by, by Kira Rolsch. Broke, she broke away from the German defense, <clears throat> chipped it straight over Merle Fromms mm. and in. I lost my bottle of water from my seat. I threw it. <laughs> I actually remember what happened to it. I managed to get it in with the lid, so it's, nobody didn't get any wet. But I lost it over that balcony. Oh, so, yeah. and you I, was, I, yeah, I did basically. <laughs> and at the end of the game, I was asking Matt, "Where's my water gone?" And, I, and I'm, I was sitting there yesterday. I think, oh no, I threw it over the balcony <laughs> when um, when the goal went in. I mean, that's that's that was my reaction. And we go to Sam first. Sam, what was your reaction to that? Um, consisted of running around my house a few times, not really knowing what to do. Um, because <laughs> I think I didn't quite know what to do. More so, I, I think probably the first one because that was more like it seemed. I don't know. I I, I, I guess it can't seem bigger, but it seemed like the more of relief mm. that the first one went in because we were kind of pushing it and kind of looking like that way, but you was thinking, oh, is it ever going to go in? So thankfully it did, and that was kind of like a relief, and I was just doing runs around my house. didn't quite know what to do, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was a moment for sure. Oh, definitely. Jonesy, what did you think of the goal as a whole, put together, even though we were down to 10 women? Yeah, I mean, it's like Sam said, it, it's the crucial goal, isn't it? It's the first goal in a major tournament final. Um, so whoever gets it has got that bit of an edge. But when she was through on, I was just like, come on, come on. And then when it went up, it's just, I don't know about you guys, but it took forever to come down. And I was just like, oh, please drop in, drop in. And then, you know, she shows Harry Kane how to do that all the time. And, you know, she, she, shows, <laughs> she taught him so, that. Yeah, she taught yeah, him that indeed. Yeah. She said that in her interview. Yeah, yeah brilliant. The, um, yeah. Ad, ad, no, gee, obviously in the post-match celebrations, Alex Scott, Says the tune. Harry Kane is an absolute awe of you. And the tune comes back. Yeah, I taught him that. I mean, yeah, how brilliant class. Is that? No, he's class. And I yeah, just just went mental. Just went running around the house, shirt off, waving it around. That was the first goal. Don't worry. I need one, but I wasn't wearing one. <laughs> Brilliant. Adam, how did you think we looked looked offensively after that goal? Um, we fell into the same trap, didn't we? This is the thing. Um, I mean, just first from the goal, I was absolutely gutted it went in because it meant another nil-nil had passed us by. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know how I felt about that. So I was fuming. <laughs> uh, when that was. Um, <laughs> no, in fact, what you said about defensively, it actually part of a, a bigger sort of picture. Um, as we know, Germany go for the high press. We, we've seen them do it throughout the whole tournament. And what yeah. was really curious in the first half is that they just simply did not do that. Really, really mm. strange. And, and, and I think that helped England a lot in that first half. Second half, we saw straight off the bat, Fassbud came on, mm -hmm. which we all hate because we know who, what she's like for Arsenal. Yep. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yep. German, high press. And, they, you know, we scored against the run of play. You know, before we scored and after we scored, Germany were pressing or pushing. I think I think McGull had a volley that just flashed wide. Mm. Um and I think, yeah, us scoring that goal, 
um, just ramped Germany up even further. I mean, we scored that goal because they were high pressing, because they were short at the back, and they've got someone like mm-hmm. two and you can sprint through and and make the make the difference. But um, it did feel <clears throat> a bit like the men's Euros. You know, we took the lead against Italy, and then unfortunately, we, we we scored way too early. You can't sit on the lead for ninety eight for eighty eight minutes. You know, and whilst we had half an hour left. It did feel a bit like, well, you know, can we hold on to this? Can we hold on to this? Can we hold on to this? And we just got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And oh. crosses were coming in and Bright was heading away meteorites and microwaves. And, you know, Williamson was getting crucial blocks in. And, and you just, you just, you, I, would, I was, the only thing is it was at my end of the pitch. So all the, all the action was at my end. And, and I was thinking, I just seeing the ball come in the box and go away and go up the pitch and immediately come back and, it just it just felt like a matter of time you know there's only there's only so much you can do so much you can concentrate you know the legs are going you can see the tide the concentration's going um and and then you know you're looking at the clock and it's it's it feels like 10 minutes has passed and you realize it's only been 30 seconds and it just you're just thinking how long you know you're going for the checkpoints in the clock and then it gets to i think it was 78 minutes and then the inevitable happens (laughs) and unfortunately we cracked (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Matt, I don't know about you, but I sat straight down and put my head in my hands when that went in. Mm. Yeah. From uh, Lena Muggle. Is Muggle? Yeah. Mm. I have to pronounce that right. Um, I mean, it was a low cross from Wasmuth straight in to Lena and then went in the back. Mm. Yeah, and you're most vulnerable when you've just scored. And it took them three minutes to go back on the a counter mm. and a, a score that goal. And it's important to have those sort of sub players. Leah, who usually is that player for Arsenal that goes and gets those headers away, or or um, you have a Millie Bright who just is, as some people have described her, the wall. Leah um, Williamson. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Millie. Millie. So Millie oh, Millie Bright. Oh, Millie Bright. Yeah, Bright. Yeah. Um, but on that occasion, it's I don't. I think it was Lucy that just lost the mark um, uh, when goals going, and she just came in a bit too late to cover it, and there was nothing you could do. It was just quite an easy tapping mm. in the end. But the way the German fans reacted, they they were up for it. They really wanted to show who that they were. They weren't just here just by coincidence. And that was shown throughout the game that the way they were playing, the way they were pressing, the way they were trying to enforce themselves onto the game. Unfortunately, there was they tried to do too much cheating, which uh, <laughs> hasn't gone well for other teams against us this tournament. And uh, let's say Portugal as well, because Portugal have been up there. I've seen it happen live. So, um, yeah, it's... It, it's one of those things that just happens and I was hoping that I wasn't, I don't think I was, I don't think I was uh, hoping that there would be a quick reply back, but I was thinking almost, well, if something's going to happen now, we're going to have to go up the other end and score another one. And maybe it might be another Georgia Stanway stunner. (laughs) Ended up being a extra time situation. So, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I know the guys behind me, first thing out that mouth, their mouth was, oh, same old England, here we go again. Oh, and I, I took all of my will to keep my mouth shut. 
Yeah. It really oh, that, did. That does remind me. The I am four, one not to keep my mouth shut when comments <laughs> out like, like that come out. So the four guys that were sitting across from us, they yeah. were all men, must have been in their 30s or 40s. And as soon as it got towards uh, that 38th minute, they, the first thing they thought of, let's go and get a beer. Yeah. It was just like, what? You're at a final at mm. Wembley, never mm. shot, never one in a million chance to get tickets, and you go and do that. It's just, what's the yeah, point? No, it is, it, is unbe- it is unbelievable. They even did that full time mm. as well, because obviously we all had to get up and we had to get, like, mm. just get out of the way so they could come out. And it's just, it's just unbelievable. Like, how can you give up those minutes to be there? I was, I sat there and thought, I know four other people that were on this screen that would have like been there and not moved. Mm-hmm. It's just one of them, unfortunately, we can get a ticket for who isn't here with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's it's just I don't understand it. I don't. But like, I will, I will say this at the end is the, like the fans piled out. You know, the, the pro- I felt like. The real women's fans stayed, mm. and the tourists left. If that makes mm. sense, even then, the I didn't want to leave. Quite packed. I did, I we didn't leave. either. We, stayed, we, we were there I'd for a good while. Wow, wow, myself the railings. I would have. I would have. You'd have to drag me out in a straight jacket and on a stretcher or something. I wasn't leaving <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> the German fans as well. They stayed yeah. throughout, and that was amazing to see. So yeah. it was great opportunity. And I, I know my mum wished the Germans well. It was a really good game from them as well. I, I I think we all sort of had that mindset towards them as well, towards the end, to say good game and everything like that. Mm. Yeah, no, mm. definitely. I mean, the thing is, with, with that, there's no hostility, no yes. hooliganism there. So you can do yeah. that kind of thing. And it, it is nice because, it's, as George said, it was just a nice atmosphere. Mm. I think the last time I was up at Wembley is when Spurs were there. And that was horrible. <laughs> so walking up Wembley Way, it's not it's, as an Arsenal fan. No, didn't like it. Oh, a bit. I, I was I was grateful there wasn't <laughs> any of um I'll, I'll call it immature um hostilities and you know yeah. chants of a certain mm-hmm. savoury nature that you would get in a men's game, yeah. even though we try and tell them not to. And the fact there was none yeah. of that. There was just mutual respect, and, uh, yeah. and I think it's good there to was, compare there it. Was that, but it was also a case well. of if the German fans start seeing England, they're like, no, we're louder. Yeah. You will hear us. That's what it sounded like from upstairs to me. Mm. I don't know about you, Matt, but we made yeah. ourselves known. We're here. We're louder than you. But it, it was all sort of friendly sort of thing. Yes. It That's the one thing I did enjoy. Did mm. really enjoy. That's the most um, important. Isn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, 100%. So you, you can compare the craziness to last year to this year, mm. but there was no people, there was no one there breaking barriers to try and get in. When mm. they didn't have tickets, there was no one doing certain things on the on Wembley Way with flares and <laughs> beer cans everywhere. Was there like you know? There that was, was a few cans was outside. Of, on social media, there was a lot of that going around of people taking mm. like a picture of like four girls on Wembley Way with no one behind them saying this is the difference. When I was like, I was watching. There wasn't very good coverage before. It only started at just before four o'clock, mm. so you mm. couldn't really get the app that. But um, on on Sky Sports, they did have, they were going back and forth to a few people that were on Wembley Way, mm. um, and you can yeah. see the crowds there, like from two, uh, from about twelve o'clock. Mm. There was so many people there. It was heaving. 
but it was just so good it was absolutely they were there behaving they were there and they weren't all family of course there's going to be loads of families but they weren't there was a lot of like younger men all in groups going in their retro shirts and it just goes to show sometimes that if you take a certain group out you can actually have a really good fun tournament because at the end of the day it's, it's not funny because they've potentially ruined the risk of us to hold future tournaments so we can then go and show them how we actually can get it done safely we can enjoy ourselves have a good time and be dusted with it and then host more in the future we just hope we just host women's football tournaments in the future which are much more fun and much more safe and um, i'm more for that you know so me too definitely i think i think we all are i mean the usa england tickets went out today and the website crashed. So wow. there's definitely something brewing with um, with the with mm. the women's football. Yeah, but they, so. they did that well. They thought, right, let's leave it a few days for everyone to calm yeah. down a little bit. And then we'll put the tickets out. So we'll sell mm. them basically. They knew exactly what they were doing there. But of course. Robert, of course. Lord, just the, the thing the, is with with, with with these things, like it's like with the um, North London derby as well, that's coming up. There's there's going yeah. to be a, there's going to be a lot of interest stacked mm-hmm. early in the WSL and the months. Mm-hmm. I compare yeah. it to, to my to my promise, my New Year's resolution to lose weight. I'll go in early and I have so much. Yeah, no, I've so much. You know, enthusiasm. Yes, I'm going to do it. Commit, and you'll get all these high tints early on, and then you just your, your interest just sort of wanes away, and and, and by yeah. Christmas we're back to you know only a, a you when know, it gets cold another 10 yeah. stones so you know it's it's how, it's how it usually works well, the important hope, thing is oh, i'm kind of hoping you'll have that lovely statman matt effect and be completely wrong but it's not <laughs> oh, very good you're saying he's wrong all the time you're saying he's <laughs> well he predicted a 2-1 germany win and he and it was england 2-1 so i'm not oh, well, complaining he's fake, he's fake statman that is a lucky That's charm fake news. that is a lucky charm and i asked him two hours before kickoff so lucky charm and he <laughs> he went there, a nice smile on his face for all dear listeners. <laughs> well, I, I had to back Germany to win because that was the team I drew in my sweepstakes. So I'm blaming yeah, G for that, so. I know. Well, G, we'll get onto that in a little bit. <laughs> but let's just head back to the game. Extra time. Ooh. What a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I privileged that I was there to have the extra time, but... Mm. It's not something I wanted. Sam, did you want extra time? Or did you expect us to win in the 90 minutes? Plus, added extra time. I'd spent extra time just thinking, oh, God, not penalties. I I literally spent the whole of extra time until we scored thinking about that. I thought, no, I don't fancy that. Just get it back. So I had it in the back of my mind that hopefully we'd score. Um, Because even though we'd kind of backed off a little bit since after they scored... We still kind of look the more likely to score, I would say, out of the two teams again. Um, so I felt somewhat a tiny bit confident that we would score again, to be fair, before we did. Um, so, yeah, I'm just pleased that we got it done in extra time as well, rather than taking it to penalties and then anything could have happened. Yeah, I think I think the, the first question out of my mouth to Matt was, is Earps any good at saving penalties? It wasn't even 30 <laughs> seconds in extra time. She saved against the Dutch. No, no, she didn't. It was a miss, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my response was basically she missed the one from Katie McCabe. So, yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah and then we, we all know, we all, as Arsenal fans, we all know how that went. So, yeah, though, no, it was just 
Jay, what were you thinking all the way down there in Penzance? I just don't think I could breathe, really. Uh, my heart felt like it wasn't beating and I was just sat there and like didn't want to move. Um, I was just panicking, <laughs> as you do, because the, the, the longer it goes on, the longer you know what's coming, especially after last year, you're like, please don't do this to me again. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was really hard. We were just so defensive. It was really hard to even imagine us scoring at that point. I, I thought it was straight up going to penalties because they wouldn't have wanted to go all out uh, and be done out like with the first goal. But um, yeah, I think just seeing like Chloe Kelly, she was right. She was getting the fans going um, every time she went out for a throw in and, and stuff. So yeah, it was just when that when that corner, but when that corner was going to be taken, just because of the delays. I don't know mm. if obviously you guys were there, so you probably didn't see it. But she oh, put no. Lauren Hemp put the ball on. I nowhere in. near. I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> I had my camera on. Now, we had, we had lots of vision in action. You yeah. wouldn't have been able to see what was happening in the corner spot. So Lauren Hemp put the ball nowhere near the corner. So the ref was yeah. like, no, move it back. So she did. <laughs> Still, it was about this far away from the line. So she kept oh, delaying wow. it. Not, and I think that was probably quite my video, G, I can see her moving it back, but I don't know why. So that that's kind of filled in the gaps. Sorry, Jake. The lines, yeah, the lines woman was like, no, bring it back about three times. Um, so I think that was very clever from her because she probably was just letting everyone have a bit of a breather, get in your positions, get get communication going. Um, and yeah, I I actually thought I don't think I even realised we had scored when she went off to celebrate and sort of stopped. I was like, oh my god, it's going to be AR. She's offside. Because uh, I couldn't think what else would have been wrong, because that's what's always happens. It's VAR, a goal scored, it's offside, isn't it? Um, so I was panicking. And I was like, oh, I jumped up, and then I thought, that's not a goal. It's not a goal. And I just remember saying it. And then obviously, as she ran off, I was like, no, no, I couldn't accept it. And then I was like, it's a goal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, and what a moment as well. Um, her celebration was top tier. Uh, and it just goes to show they've said a lot about it uh, in the days and they spoke to her this morning actually and said um, what an amazing moment for her to just feel like a normal person because that's exactly what the men would have done and yeah. to feel comfortable enough in in the uniform yeah. she has to wear and thinking do you know what I've just scored the winner in a final so I'm going to do whatever mm -hmm. no matter what and it was just wonderful. No. 100%. I mean, it's it's exactly like that iconic moment. I know, I can't remember her name. I know Adam's probably going to remind me. I can't me remember who the her name is. either. But I know, <laughs> um, I know really it's the it, 1999 was, World Cup. Yep, from the 99 World Cup. And she's sitting there doing a similar celebration, but except she's not swinging her shirt around, around the top of her head. But do you know what? Why, why shouldn't we do it? That is my question. It's we should unreal. be doing that. Like, football's football. If you want to celebrate that, Go for it. It shouldn't be any different just because you're a woman. Hmm. So that's it. It was just unbelievable. It was an unreal celebration. I was cracked up. And there's a really good picture of as her shirt spins, you can just see her name. Um, mm. You don't see yeah. the number because it's all twisted, but her name just, they've managed to get a snap yeah. of it as she was literally swinging it. So I think it's just, it's one of those that's always going to, that moment's always going to be in our brain. Oh, definitely, it's going to definitely become that iconic moment for sure. Jonesy, how are you feeling when Chloe Ke Kelly finally mm. got up? Oh, there was a bit of a scramble. All of a sudden, it was in. Mm. Oh, don't. I don't. I spent the whole of the 
extra time pacing the passageway, just like I couldn't sit down. And I went into this mode where I was talking to myself, like, it's, it's going to be the same as last year. And then I was answering myself, no, it's not. Yeah, it will, it will. Just losing myself. And then when we finally scored, I felt the need to come in and bash the radiator. I don't know why. Don't ask me why, but the radiator took a kick. In the and then I turned around to see it stop. It was a bit like, oh, no, she's given a foul or something in the box. Mm. And she wheeled away again, and then the radiator got another one. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite... Um, What's one way to let off you don't mind me asking, but what was yeah. your daughter's reaction? Because I know you pair, both of you have been watching the tournament really closely together. Yeah, she was literally on her knees. Like I turned around to see her after I was beating the radio. But yeah, she was on her knees <laughs> in the front room giving it the old, like a non celebration. She was just on her knees oh, watching brilliant. it. Um, but oh, yeah, the, the house erupted. My son was running up and down. It was, yeah, it was yeah. quite a madhouse. It's a wonder the police didn't get called, to be honest. But yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Right. Uh, what about your celebrations? Adam, obviously, Adam and Matt, you both the game with me. Mm. Sam, time time just kind of stopped still. It, it just mm. kind of like it, it. It was like time froze and it kind of just happened. It was weird. It was because you didn't quite know whether because I did. That's I'd literally sat down. I thought, wow, oh, that's it. That's not a goal. I'd literally just sat down again. Um, but yeah, it was just. I don't really think I can describe it really. It just yeah, everything just kind of stopped and we'd scored and just yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, just just quickly as well. Um, I want to ask you guys what you thought of uh, us running it to the court after after that moment. Mm. We know we scored. We know we two. I well. loved it. I How yeah, absolutely you just loved it. In the corner for about five minutes. Mm. <laughs> Love it, it was it was it was glorious. It was pure. I mean, I think what it showed is 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 how much sort of the team has sort of learned. And in two thousand nine, we played Germany. We got played off the park, and we were absolutely annihilated. But I think we, if you look at that game, the reason the players know how to do that and know what to do is because of the experience they have. Because the experience they have of playing in top level games, they're not semi professionals. They know how to close out games. They've played in cup finals. They've played in FA Cup finals at Wembley. They know what to do in that situation. And what followed in the last 10 minutes was just pure time-wasting brilliance. Um, and and you know, there's pass maps that they've showed of the ball just going back into that corner again. I mean, I was at the other end of the pitch and I was just seeing a, you know, the, the, the flagging up for a throw and the flagging up for throwing a corner, free kick, throwing. Russo gets, wins the corner. Chloe Kelly runs to the way from the corner and then runs back against the corner. Wins a throw in Germany, miss kicking touch. Another throw, and he was just, in, you're looking at the clock and it's like it's gone into overdrive. All of a sudden the clock is just whizzed up to 120 minutes. It goes away a time, you're thinking, we're going to do it. <laughs> We're going to absolutely do it. And I, it was just, it was at fair play to, you know, it, Kelly and I think it was um, uh, Kelly and um, Bronze, wasn't it? It was those two just just managing the game in that corner. And you saw the yeah. German players get more and more frustrated. They were passing notes. Mm -hmm. We were reading their notes. We saw, you know. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. I was going to yeah, come yeah, on to that. Thankfully, Russo had done GCSE German and knew the German fought <laughs> into the mixer. Um, and then you had, um, you know, Paris come on as a late, you know, time-wasting substitution. Um, you know, she came on for Hemp. Um, and he, he was just, yeah, pure brilliance. Because I can think of other games. I mean, the one that comes to mind is in, this is going really far back. So Euro 2008, Croatia versus Turkey. Croatia win the game in the 119th, 119th minute in extra time. And all the players on the pits are all celebrating 
Turkey get one free kick into the box and, and get an equaliser in the 120th minute and they win it on penalties. And it's it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely hilarious to watch. And just it's just insane. But yeah, they did Croatia didn't manage the game well, whereas England, yeah, yeah, they realized, right, we scored, we've got 10 minutes now, we need to manage these 10 minutes, and then we've won. And I think, yeah, after what happened with the equalizer, with the German equalizer, I thought they did splendidly well. And um, yeah, when when the full-time whistle blew, I mean I was I was in tears. I was crying. I I I, I couldn't I couldn't sing for the Lions. I I because I knew what it meant, and I knew what it meant not just for this, not just not just because not just because England winning a trophy, but because of what you know the team and what they've had to go through, and the predecessors and the and the, the trailblazers and the, the the players who couldn't win it because they were ahead of their time. You know the Kelly Smiths and the Alex Scotts, and you go further back, and you've got the, the Jill Coulthards and the, the Marion Spaces, and just think this is the, a culmination of so much blood, toil, sweat and tears and fighting for the right to kick a football on a turf. Um, and it was just amazing and just amazing, I think. And it was great to see here 87,000 fans all supporting the team. You know, they didn't see them as, um, as, as I mentioned, I think in, in part afterwards, they weren't women's footballers. They were just footballers who were representing our country. And they had the backing of 87,000 people, not 300 people, not 300 fans and their dog at the, you know, at the local you know, corner, corner game. This was full, full house Wembley supporting them and cheering them on. And for me, I think that's what made, made it was because it was such a tight game. I just think that home advantage and that home support was the difference. Because I, I remember watching a one all, I was thinking, we cannot lose this. Now, I was happy for us to lose. If it had been a free and lost Germany, I'd have gone, yeah, okay, unfortunately it happens, yeah. But to be that close and to be in those circumstances and to be in that occasion, I thought, we have to win this. We, we cannot not lose this. And Thank goodness, Chloe Kelly um, came back from an ACL and, um, and and got that crucial toe poke on the ball. Um, but yeah, and after that, I was I was I was inconsolable. I just I just could not. Waiting, <laughs> mate. Adam, I, I was like you. I, I just lost all emotion and mm. just cried. Yeah. And my daughter was like, "Why are you crying?" And I just said, "Because this is for you. Like this is going to be for you, sort of thing." And mm. She don't really understand what it means, you know, but I'm hoping that the legacy can tar- carries on and this could be a platform for her to push on and other girls, you know. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, okay. It's all inspiring. <laughs> Inspiration. You're going to set me off again. Uh, You're going to set me sorry. off again as well. I've already, I've already, my eyes have already gone, boys. Thanks for that. Honestly, Jonesy and Adam, I like, I, I, I'm going to say exactly the same because I've got two little nieces and, I do a bit of coaching on the side, well, as a job, and one of the coaching's part of it is to do the Wildcats, and I'm just hoping, for the love of God, let them please come, because they, they usually only have six or eight people that go there with different ages, and I was hoping to get some response on social media to say, we want to go to these Wildcat sessions, Are we can we up those numbers now? And this is what is important now is that we can get them inspired and get them knowing them. Um, I like Chloe Kelly's story and the fact Mm. that she started out at Queen's Park Rangers and then when she moved to Arsenal in the academy, she had to buy a bike and bus two hours there and back every day, every day, every match day. And then moving to Everton, now at City, she was someone someone that every single girl could relate to. Or any time you've been thinking about any of these girls, Lucy Bronze talking about 
how she used to work in Domino's and yeah. work, mm. working for a degree. Alex Scott well, was um, also doing a degree at the same time as playing football for Arsenal in England. These are all things that you can think about and go, well, they don't have to worry about that. They can go to the US, they can go to university, but at the same time, they will be playing football, whether it's professionally, whether it's semi-professionally, whether it's further down the football pyramid, there'll be always some team that will accept them. R&M going to university with one of the Northern Ireland uh, players who unfortunately she got injured, so she wasn't going to be selected, but she is, she's just moved teams now. She's going to have set sights on that international team squad. She's going to want to be there and she'll want to prove that she deserves to be in that 23 squad when, when September rolls around, she's, she's going to be back soon as well. So, these stories are all important. These stories are going to be forever in that book. And if anyone wants to be inspired, this is the tournament. And I know we talked about legacy. Mm. We're not. We haven't talked about legacies, but that will be what the legacy is: is what's not just come before, not but what's come after, but what some of these players have come through, especially Jill Scott, considering that she was at the last time we we were at a final. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well put. Absolutely spot on, as always, Matt. Um, I'm just going to bring up on screen for the audio listeners, it is a touch map from Chloe mm. Kelly um, throughout <laughs> the game and all of her important touches throughout. Obviously, her goal is in there somewhere. I'm not sure mm-hmm. which point of the goal it went in. I'm sure someone can point that out to me. But I know. Over there somewhere. No, definitely. Right, no. I know. I mean, I was a bit gutted to see Beth go, obviously. Mm. But Chloe Kelly, she had a phenomenal game. I called her the wild card at the beginning, uh, in our very first episode. She was the most surprising person on that screen for me. <laughs> um, Jonesy, what do you mm. make of this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was with you on that first show, and you know, I said mm. Chloe Kelly's electric. I mean, we've had we've got our little chat, and I said to um bring her back to Arsenal, you know, Matt was, you know, told me that she already started there and I didn't know that far back in the women's okay. game. And, and now I've, you know, Matt and the rest of you guys, I'm probably into it and I followed their stories and looked at it, but she was just, every time she's come on the pitch during the Euros, she's brought that dynamic where she will go at the fullbacks and it's the perfect time to bring her on as well because they're, you know, Germany were a bit leggy. It was a tough game and, you know, she's the perfect player. She'll just run for days and then she's always pops up in the box and, Thankfully, she popped up on Sunday. No, definitely, a hundred percent. Adam, Adam, any thoughts on this at all? Yes. Oh, Adam, bad line. Very bad line. No. No. Very, very bad line. Adam, I'll come back to you in a second. Matt, have you got any thoughts on this? Okay. I think that's going to be a better representation of what she did. Uh, I know I came off the semi-final thinking why she was on the pitch when they mm-hmm. made that serve. I think it was, again, it was Beth. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's these players are, when you question them, they come back at the next game and they show you why they are so important. Unless you're at a then you decide to walk halfway through a game instead of doing your job and actually pressing with Ellen White, but <laughs> or, or Alessia Russo. But that, uh, but the fact was that at the end of it, Chloe Kelly was there, 
and and that goal came from Lucy Bronze just getting a touch on it and deflecting it straight towards her and Chloe's gone right okay I'll, I'm taking this it might take me two bites of the cherry but it's gone it's going in mm. and I I know you didn't ask me about when she scored but honestly we didn't know what was going on at that time from where we were sitting all we saw was that the goal had gone in and we were just jumping up left right and center and that photo if you ever do get it on the show, I think you'll probably do it for the Arsenal one, won't you, at the start of the season? Um, I will actually. I I am actually going to use it for my um, fan experience video. Yeah. So, if that, any, I think everyone keep an eye out for that because it's a brilliant that, photograph. That captures what it meant. I think not just 100%. on a men's level or someone that's very interested. I think it captured how everyone was feeling I, I i still thought you were doing it as a video which is why i was uh <laughs> i think i dragged that on a bit too much if i'm honest um but i it was just a perfect moment and if you if you had to do a picture of the year award or anything like that it would probably up, be up there because it, it you could see the whole passion behind it mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've, honestly, guys, I, I, have to, I have to say, if you want to know what it means for us to win something like this and have that legacy, it's in Matt's photograph. I just wish I had it on my laptop. There's just this. Unfortunately, so, so you can see my mum behind me. She's wearing the cowboy hat that Rachel <laughs> Dane was wearing. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sort of blocking her off. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. She did have, she did have that on. I'm, I'm, Matt's mum was looking one before the game and he spotted him and I made him go pick her one up so I'm, I'm glad she still really really liked that hat oh gosh and right so now we're coming to the pretty fun part which I think is going to be really interesting um, I'm hoping oh here he is he's back Adam hey. is back hey. Hey. Sorry, sorry about that tap time um, yeah absolutely no worries <laughs> absolutely no worry, worries so I'm going to go to G first. Favourite moment of the tournament that wasn't a part of the final? Stanway's goal. <laughs> Hands down. That's my type of goal. Like, mm -hmm. from outside the box, just the way it floated, belted the net. That's just everything. The, the fact we came from 1-0 down. Um, as, as much as it can be stressful, they're my favourite the games I enjoy the most when they're done rather than winning like 4-0 like that mm -hmm. is just is up there and that moment was just insane as my favourite goal my, yeah mm. just that moment was beautiful can't mm -hmm. be topped for me Sam? I think it was Russo's in that same game to be fair um, I think it was I don't know. It was just kind of how we hadn't played so well at all. And it was just kind of that one moment of magic. That's the moment I think that will stick in my, like, stick in my head from the tournament as a whole, to be fair. Mm -hmm. just that one That's a good shout. I'm going to go to Adam next. Um, is this, do I include meeting all you old Trafford? <laughs> you can if you want. You can if you want, but it can't be a moment from the Being final. Silly on camera, or that's the easy that, cop that out as a, as a favorite moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got some serious ones, honestly. Um, oh. So um, I, I was sort of split it because I obviously I did a lot of non-English games as well. 
and I feel they that yes. deserves recognition. So certainly, from an English point of view, seeing the Russo back heel because it was at my end of the pitch, that was amazing. Um, oh wow, I, that I, is awesome. It was at my, yeah, I was at Sheffield. I was right behind in the stand. I tell you what, I almost passed out. My head was spinning. Uh, the adrenaline rush, which just were up and down and up and down. And just, I was, I was just on. Looked to the left, saw it on the big screen. And I was like, that's it. Because we saw the shot got saved and we were following it over. We were expecting the ball to go one way and then suddenly it went boop and went the other way. And we're like, what happened there? And it was amazing. Um, but from a non-England perspective, um, I'd say probably um, I got to go to Sheffield to watch the Dutch play and got to take part in their fan walk. And it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, he was the only, and, only one without the orange shirt on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I left, I left, I left it at home. But you know, we did we did one for the semi final with the yeah with the England um the, the England brass band on the top of a double decker mm-hmm. bus and it didn't have the same ring to it I mean it didn't help that it was pouring down with rain but you know the, the, the Dutch and the way they were singing and waving orange you know wearing the Dutch flags and wearing orange and you know sun and everything and that was before the game against Switzerland um, that was an amazing experience um, best game was definitely Portugal versus the Netherlands utter chaos absolutely oh. loved it. Um, well worth re-watching on the highlights and ending with a Van der Donk screamer which always goes down well <laughs> I sense a little bit of Arsenal bias there or ex-Arsenal bias I should say uh, but we'll let you get, your way, get away with it Jonesy, what about you? <laughs> For me it's a person it's Beth Mead she is oh. the moment of the tournament you know what she's come back from um, mm-hmm. being left out the Olympics and stuff like that Um just the way she's announced herself on the European stage now and um, getting the recognition she deserves. Us Gooners know she deserves. Yeah, mm. it's just best me than I just love her. <laughs> I just want to have you a Yorkshire crew with her. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 at the Villa game, I keep boasting about this number. I asked for a hat, couple of hat tricks. I got played a tournament and gold, golden boots. So I'm well happy and for her. <laughs> yeah, and I got a hat trick as well. That is true. Mm. Um, Matt, favourite moment of the tournament? I know you went to other games as well, so I'm going to... Yeah. If you've got one of those as well as an England one, go for it. Well, I've gone for my non-favourite one would be Pop's first goal against Denmark. I wasn't at the game, but the fact that mm. she's waited so long to come into a European Championships and she's been injured for long periods of times and to come into your first tournament and to almost win the golden boot is mm. one way to show yourself up. But for England, I actually picked Lucy Bronze. She nutmegged one of the players, then she went round the uh, other side of her, down the line, and picked the ball up again. I thought that was brilliant to see. Um, one of the other ones, I have mentioned it, is Rachel Daly in the cowboy hat dancing in the Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, in Oh, we must acknowledge the partying in the press conference. The press conference party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, get that. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Oh, First oh. time a few times tonight. Hold your horses. I might have a nice picture for you guys in a bit. So, I think for me, a favourite moment in the whole tournament was actually being at the first game and seeing oh, you go in. I'm not a cop out at all. I was there. <laughs> my end. It was my, mine and Matt's end, and it was just. Yes. It was special. First goal of tournament. First mm. tournament, first goal. Like, it's the start of the ladder. And then we got the result on Sunday, which made me really, really, really happy. Um, 
Jonesy, I'm not going to ask you uh, ask you the next question because I already know the answer. It's the same as mine. Um, so, <laughs> player of the tournament. Player of the tournament. So, I think we all know what Jonesy's Jonesy's one yeah. is. Exactly. <laughs> Could you remind remind us of her song, actually, Jonesy? Oh, go on then. Beth Mead's on fire. Your defense is terrified. Beth Mead's on fire. I'm shaking my head because it's Meadows on fire. Oh. Yeah, no, to be fair, to be fair, we're taking Meadow back to back, back to We'll take Park. Meadow back to Meadow Park. We'll make yeah. Meadow Park. We'll keep Beth yeah. Meads for the England games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sam? Um, I, I guess the easy one to choose would be the one that you chose, but I think as well, um, I think probably Russo is up there. The amount of goals, mm. second top mm-hmm. goal scorer, and the impact that she had in all the games she came on. I think she's also probably near in that same level um, of play of the tournament for England for sure. Oh, definitely, Matt. I've I know actually it's not going to be <laughs> <laughs> I've actually picked a wild card and actually uh, and gone against everyone else, and I think I've gone with Rachel Daly. Just nice. the fact that yeah, yeah. everyone complaining that she can't play at the back, but her versatility has mm. seen her play in the England yeah. squad in defence. And she was given some tough t- tests against Spain, Germany and Sweden, and she came on, on with flying collars. And I think she was a bit underlooked as well from a lot of people, but now they will realise that how versatile and how effective she is in that England side. Yeah. No, definitely. I think... For me, I know I said mead, but I'm going to have to throw Ro- uh, Kira Walsh out there. Mm, She's been absolutely out. impeccable. Consistent performances throughout mm. this tournament. And it's definitely one player I will be watching. Domestically, mm. Keeping an eye on mm. in the WSL for sure. Um, I'm going to go to G next. Player um, is it supposed to be an English one? Doesn't have to be. Player, any team. Oh, that's all right. Just double checking. I I've actually gone for uh, the Netherlands goalkeeper. Um, I think she's called Daphne something, isn't she? I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, have to grab her name. But you, when you think about it, mm-hmm. um, she had to come in in the first game because the main keeper got injured. I don't think she's ever really had a cap before. Mm. <laughs> and even yeah. some of the saves she made in that game, with all the atmosphere of what was happening um, yeah. and being thrown into it, but then what she did, like going through the tournament until they got obviously knocked out, she was uh, arguably their best player. Um, mm. And she's still quite young. So I just thought being thrown into it, probably wasn't expecting to play at all. Um, and then pull off some of the saves she did was just brilliant. So yeah, I go with her. Mm. Adam, last but not least, who have you Yeah, a bit annoyed because she stole my one. But luckily, I, luckily, <laughs> I was, luckily, I have, like, like Serena, and I have that- substitute. Substitute option, ready Andy. to come in. Yeah, then um, that is why I went to G first because I don't. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to go for G. Yeah, I'm going to go for G first. No. So. I've been, been. Who uh, is your subject. super sub player of the tournament? It's not Beth Mead. I like Beth Mead. Beth is brilliant, <laughs> but I think another player deserves recognition, and that's Millie Bright. Um, I I have slated Millie Bright many times. I've watched her at the <laughs> twenty. Not just because she's a Chelsea player, although that helps. Yeah. But I saw her at the 2019 <laughs> World Cup and I saw her at the Olympics and mm. the defensive partnership of her and Steph Horton was shocking. And there mm-hmm. were a lot of mistakes at the back, a lot of misplaced passes and Bright was coupled there. And so I was a bit apprehensive having her in the back line 
<laughs> and the fact that it also shoved Leah Williamson into a wrong position, which is the left side to centre back. But she's been absolutely amazing. She was, she I mean, you know, the memes have been out of her able to head anything. And she's been an absolute unit at the back. And better still, she's had the distribution that, that Leah Williamson can offer as well. She's been able to spray the passes. So I say fair play to Bright. That's the best I've ever seen. Like Walsh, she's at Manchester. Like Walsh, I didn't really rate. This tournament thought she was amazing. Same with Bright. And that is that's really, really interesting. Um, you know, that whole partnership, it was looked like it was going to be Greenwood and Bright going into the tournament with Williamson in midfield. But no, it was... Bright's absolutely amazing at centre-back and um, fair play to her. She's proved me wrong. Um, but I will go back to hating her the moment the WSL starts. Just, you know, make that clear. <laughs> I think we all will, to be fair. Yeah, it's internationals. I think, I think normal yeah. service will resume, especially for me absolutely. over here. Um, I'm actually appalled at myself that I dropped Steena like I did. And G did call me out for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just give her the evil still right now. But she's coming back. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's coming back. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, do you know what? I'm going to ask a bit of a weird one. The biggest miss of the, of the tournament, for me, is Wendy Reynard and that double penalty shot. That was glorious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, that was, was it was glorious because it was funny. Because it was hard. <laughs> yeah. But from a fr- French point of view, it's not. It was no. disastrous. Um, Matt, what was, what was your biggest miss of the tournament? Well, I'm not going to read one of them out because it's again it's bashing another United player. Um, but <laughs> I, I, again, <laughs> she you was six really yards hate. out and she missed it. I, I, that, I'm that's not acceptable. Oh, I wonder, versus Brighton. Oh, was that Tooney? I wonder. Versus Norway. No, so I thought I'd go with a bit of the, more of the um, the other two. So Viv getting COVID. Yes. Oh, that was, yes. So the fact yeah, that she got COVID, she got, didn't get to see her mm-hmm. at her very best. And then when she comes back mm-hmm. in the uh, for the France game, she just, she didn't look 100% resi. Mm-hmm. She didn't look like she was she given a rule. Hard, I don't know it, what you're about, it, but it wasn't hard. It is. reminds me of that final in December mm-hmm. where she was almost mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to do everything here, but no one seems to be helping me. And yeah. yeah. It's a cause for concern if she's if she is like that. Yeah, but thankfully we've got that long break now, mm. so hopefully she can recover properly. She was very happy with the celebrations, though. If you saw, yeah, lots and lots of smiles, lots mm-hmm. of like. I think I think the third kit for Arsenal came out and she was smiling. I was like, oh my god, she's smiling. So it was mm. it was a bit of a shock, mm. a bit of a shock for me because. You know, if she does, she doesn't even celebrate her goals. Um, I'm going to who am I going? Uh, G. Um, <laughs> I'm going with my uh with with Hemp versus Sweden. Um, I love her. Oh. She didn't have the tournament. We were all kind That's of twice in a row now. Um, but hey, <laughs> you're allowed to slate players that you love, so. Yeah, Russo came, Russo came on straight away, bombed it mm. down the wing, put it through. It was basically on the line, and she missed it. Mm. It went up over the bar. Yeah. I just think that was, um, you, literally, you could have done anything, and it would have gone yeah. in, but somehow yeah. it went over the bar. So yeah, that one for me. <laughs> I was behind that one as well. We were just like we were, we were our jaws, no. our jaws. Yeah, I was at, I was at that end of the pitch. Our jaws just hit the floor. We're like, what? 
we were ready to celebrate. We were we, our, our, our cheers went straight back yeah. down our throats. We couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Right, Jonesy. All of mine have been mentioned, but <laughs> I'd have to go for <laughs> Alexa for tennis, just for oh, Spain. Yes. Yeah. That was the yeah. Um, I know me and G were really excited for her to be here. Yeah, I was really looking forward to seeing her in this tournament. Um, she was put as my MVP. She was literally like <laughs> my really? choice, but I mean, it was just a shame we didn't get to see her. And you know, one of probably the biggest women's tournament we've we've ever had. So. It's a shame, but I'm sure we'll see her at the World Cup. No, Hopefully. No, definitely. I mean, there's also another ACL that took someone out from France, which is mm. Katoto. I think I pronounced that properly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a massive miss. I mean, gee, I know we were watching France. We watched France quite a bit. But the difference... They were never her, the same since. No. no. They would, they're a different animal with her up top. But... Um, and it was weird because there was no one around it. It wasn't a tackle or anything. She just literally took a step and then went to the floor. So oh. it's kind of, we were, I think the beginning of the tournament suffered a lot with those types of injuries happening and COVID floating about. Um, so oh. we're very lucky we managed to get through the tournament because at a stage it looked a bit ropey, didn't it? So, yeah, um, it's definitely a big loss. And really, really worrying to think that they both might miss oh. the... World Cup, seen as the length of time that ACL is, it's eleven mm -hmm. to twelve, ten to eleven ish months if all goes well. Yeah. Um. So, fingers crossed, they can do a Chloe Kelly, but not quite. Yeah. And this time <laughs> next year, me and G will be halfway through our road to, road to Stadium Australia, which is really <laughs> exciting. Um. Who have, who have I forgotten? I, I'm going to go to Sam next. <laughs> um, I I don't have one. I didn't. I should have kind of looked for one, uh, yeah. but I don't have one. Okay, no worries. Absolutely fine. I, I know you've got, you've probably got a, a, quite a few, Adam, haven't I've you? Got, I've got one because all my other ones have been taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, everyone. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I love. I love. Oh, you're welcome. I loved. I love the fact that you have a pool. Yeah, <laughs> just, just one by just one, he's taking them from me. Quick as the program up. So my one is Germany versus Austria, purely purely for the comedy and the memes. And unfortunately, the name, I forget the name, but it was Germany. I think it was two on one. It was a pass sideways. It was an open goal. It was a tap in. And she skewed it wide of the far post. And it was absolutely hilarious. And the reactions on the bench um, of all the players <laughs> laughing. And, and then two minutes later, they, they go up the other end and score. Well, Austria, yeah, Austria didn't go up the other end score, but they had the hand over the eyes and everything on the bench, and it was absolutely um, brilliant. And a few minutes later, obviously, Germany did get their second. They did clinch. This was at 1-0. But it was just so funny. And, you know, for a German team known for their ruthlessness, um, it, was a, it was a very amusing miss. Also, shout out to the, the volley I mentioned earlier in the final that Germany volleyed wide at 0-0. I do think if that had gone in, it might have been a different game, and that was a glaring miss. But for the pure comedy aspect... Um, if someone in the comments knows what it is, please drop who who missed in that Austria game. Please drop in the comments um, and remind me. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I'm going to give you a bit of an odd, obscure one. So out of all the players that we've seen throughout this tournament from every nation, mm. which player are you going to be keeping an eye on domestically? Whether they play in France, Spain or wherever. Mm. Is there someone that you would follow because you've enjoyed watching them? Me, Kira Walsh, possibly mm. Cascarino from France. Putellis is down there anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. That goes down there, but she's out for a while, so I can't watch her play. Is there anybody that comes to mind? I'm going to go to Matt first because Matt looks like he's got an answer. The rest of you are having a good show. <laughs> I actually, funny enough, mentioned her for Iceland. Um, mm-hmm. Jon's Jot here, who um, gave Arsenal a run for her money. She's also got a hell of a long throw on her. Mm. And the way she was played, when you see her in the flash, she tears into people. Um, not literally, <laughs> just... <laughs> Uh, who was she? Who was she? Get? There, was, there was this Belgian player. I can't remember her name at the top of my life of me. But when I got to see her, she's like five foot two, and she was just making making it a nightmare is it, for her. Isn't that Phil Jens? Yeah, that's Phil yeah, Jens. Um, she was the little one that I was, was completely yeah. shocked how small she was when she <laughs> when she was standing next to Wendy Rainer. That was that was scary. It's like it was, it was like a child standing next to her. Everyone looks short compared to Renard, though. I'd look short next to Renard. She's a giant of a woman. Well, I'm only about an inch and a half taller than children, so that's that's it's kind of a big thing for me. I'm afraid because she's what, five foot two. That is a big thing, literally. <laughs> yourself. It's always uh, interesting, though, to know how tall these players are. I, it was really weird. Watching that first yeah. Arsenal game and all the Arsenal win, I'm five foot five and a half, and I'm just going up to Leah Williamson, just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and then you've got Manu Urubuchi. I always fair, remember I think, this. I think with uh, Wendy Renner, I think she makes Jonesy look short. Sorry, Jonesy, mm-hmm. but yeah. she makes him look short. And Jonesy, you're six something, five, six five, six, yeah. five. exactly. I think Randy Renard is about five, uh, six four. Okay, you might have an inch on her then. <laughs> Easy, Adam. <laughs> hey, sorry, sorry, Matt. Sorry, continue, Matt. I apologise. No, it was just I, I just remember going to that first Arsenal game at Villa Park and mm-hmm. Manaru Bucci going into the subs bench, and then there's that step. So when she takes that step, step you can just about see her head. Yeah, that's how small oh, wow. she is. But oh, it, it is interesting to see these players, but it doesn't mean size doesn't mean anything in that- the women's game. No. 100% not. Uh, who haven't I asked yet? Uh, Sam? <laughs> I'm just going to hide because, again, I've not got anyone for this. Okay. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably, even though I, I'm, I really enjoyed watching Russo play. So, as mm. much as I might mm. just watch out. an odd bit of her. But it's just unfortunate the team she plays for. Yeah. But it's always I nice think, to watch some WSL games as a neutral. Yeah, though. I think it's I might like yeah, watch games that she's involved in more than I potentially would have done before mm-hmm. um, the tournament, for sure. I'm going to go to G next. Yeah, I'll say Russo and Toon. Um, just interested their link up. Oh, Max, like, can you edit there? you there? <laughs> Sorry, G. You said it. You, you look so disappointed. But, don't care. <laughs> but um, in, in the international stage, it's got to be Rolfo. Um, I first like noticed her in the Barcelona Champions League games last year, and she did have a bit of a. She started the tournament really well, but kind of faded away after the group stages. Um, and I think that was kind of a, a huge disappointment to the Swedish nation. Um, so yeah, just really keen to see how she picks up after that with Barcelona again. Oh, 
that's going to be fun. You're going to be watching two two massive stars over in in the Champions League. Wicked, mm. Adam. Any anybody Don't different? Don't forget any thing they mentioned. <laughs> so I have, I have a half <laughs> miracles. I was to say, yeah, I, I've got one. Um, yeah, no one's gone for. So I do have a half interest in Russo because she's actually from Maidstone, which is obviously where I reside. So obviously, I, I've got a half bias towards. Uh, Roos at the moment, and after tournament, I definitely will be keeping an eye on her. Um, no, the, the career I'm intrigued by is going to be Van Domselaar. Um, she was a complete unknown before the tournament, um, but I think, um, in the words of Emperor Palpatine, we shall follow her career with great interest. Um, I think, you know, in a few years' time, a WSL club will snap her up. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I hopefully with the Arsenal, you know, depending what happens with our keepers, we know that players don't tend to linger long at clubs. So she's going to be playing. I'm going to keep half an eye on. She's not going to go anywhere soon. 20 have got her signed down to a contract. Um, okay. But that's the one I'm intrigued by. So we shall see. That's quite cool. And Jonesy? Uh, for me, it's Lena Oberdorf. Um, nice. I heard mm, yeah. Reputation yeah. inside of the pitch as well as inside of the pitch. So it'd be interesting to see where her career goes. Because when she's good, she's very good, as we saw. Yeah. Um, mm. She's still only 20 years old, so it'll be interesting to see where her career goes. No, definitely. definitely. Um, guys, as all Gooners, I, we all know what what's happened to Beth. My main question to you, is there such thing as Mido's revenge? Because everybody in social media is going on about it, and I don't like it. I really, it's not it's not something like this for me, if that makes sense. It's, mm. yes, she's got a point to through, but it's not revenge for it not being picked. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I guess it would probably make sense to people that haven't watched any WSL football for the past season, mm -hmm. because then I guess you wouldn't see how prolific she is in the WSL as well. So yeah. I'm guessing that's maybe where that's come from. Mm -hmm. Because they haven't been able to kind of see her in mm. like uh, playing fast or whatever. That would be my only thoughts. But other than that, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I think in the words of Beth Mead, I'm just Beth Mead. Yeah. Like, she's such a level-headed person. And yeah. the media always want to try and big bring something that's not a thing. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Team GB is what it is. They have to have a mixture of the nations, whether that's even just one player normally from Scotland and one from Wales. But, um, you know, maybe she did... This year, she would have absolutely gone because of her form in the league. But I just think the media always like to sort of make a villain out of something. Rather than just say how amazing that she's bounced back from disappointment, mm -hmm. they're making it into like a, oh, it was a huge thing when really it wasn't. So, um, yeah, just hope she didn't get too injured in that game the other day because that's why she came off she was really yeah. struggling to stand up so um uh, i yeah, think hope she's ready to I go do, i do think it was a bit of impact i mean i'm sure we've all seen the video to her standing on the water box after the game in the yeah. locker room yeah. dancing her yeah. head off and serena's moves that 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 she's got moves i've got to say <laughs> jonesy matt and adam can i have you got any added thoughts on that no i just think the revenge tour not interested in it. I'm more interested in what her McDonald's order was when she was in the camp. <laughs> I want to know if she's a 20 year or what. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adam, Matt? Yeah, no, I think it's um, I'm not. I've... 
I get the idea of having a narrative. Um, I do mm -hmm. think there is there is a case of yes, me. Oh, Adam, the song you there? Has had a point to prove, but I think that point Adam, got through before up, the Euros. So yeah, and I think. Hello? Oh, again, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I think it, it's a thing anymore, and I think we carry on as normal. Okay, I got most of that answer, so thank you. Um, <laughs> it sounds really bad of me, but I got most of that answer. Caught most of it before the line went funny. Matt, yeah. have you got anything to add to that? Sorry. I think. <laughs> I think that obviously something awake woke in her after that fallout. Um, she must have thought she was a shoe in for that Olympic squad, and then she came away being told you're not going to be part of it. So she went away and she thought, right, okay, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make sure that I nail down in the England squad uh, position. I'm going to make sure that I'm there, ready and waiting for Arsenal next season. And I've got a new manager now because Joe's not there. So he's got um, whatever he says is going to happen. I'm going to make sure I'm going to be there and make, be that number, whatever one. If I'm making sure that I'm in that starting eleven, and the fact that she went out and that first training session back, Jonas has told this story over and over again, and the fact that in that first session she went to stop the ball uh, back for someone else. Um, Jonas blew the whistle, turns around to her and said, don't ever do that again. You should have had that shot. Um, just sort of shows that it's that the coaching that she's been through with both Serena and Jonas has elevated her and her mentality's changed a lot more. I think if you were to watch the COVID season, she wasn't really a standout for Arsenal, if, if you'd say that so, Adam. Um, but this year she just shot through the roof and she's just like, it's almost like her potential's been unleashed and she didn't even realise it was there. Hmm. I, I sort of thought, like, if you've watched The Matrix, it's like that scene when Neo wakes up in the hallway and he becomes <laughs> one. And like yeah. everything, all of a sudden, he, yeah, he's been told that he's this really amazing person with his skills and he just can't unleash it. And then just suddenly he, he, he rebirth, he, he reborns. And he becomes this, you know, ridiculous stuff. I think that's with Mead. I think the key thing now is after the Euros is how it, if she can sustain that into the next season. We've seen players who have amazing tournaments and then have tournament hangovers and just can't, you know, match the hype. <coughs> Maguire, and hopefully, you know, someone like me, it, she's able to carry that form into next okay. season. Um, I, I, I think she will. Um, I and I and people were saying about it's like with the whole thing of rise of women's football. People were saying, oh, this is just a start. I think this is just the start of me. And I do hope Arsenal tie her down for a contract as soon as possible um, because I think we've got more to come from Mead and I think it's going to be very exciting to see. No, 100%. Guys, we've been live for an hour and 46 minutes. I do apologise. There's just so much to talk about. Last oh, yeah. <laughs> question of the evening. What does this legacy mean now for women's football? I'm going to go to Jonesy first because I know we're, because he's, because of his, his little girl. I think yeah. he's going to give me something really good back. Um, it just, I think I put a, a tweet out just saying that we've got to build on this legacy. You know, we've got to carry on supporting the Lionesses. We've got to support the WSL as much as we can. It needs to be, you know, taken over by, you know, something like the Premier League, maybe. I don't know. It's just something that it gets its recognition. Um, so our little princesses can grow up to be Lionesses and they can 
build on it and you know it's my daughter can say to me dad i want to wear a dress or dad i want to wear my england kit today do you know what i mean there shouldn't be no stigma there shouldn't be nothing i mean she's already talking about world book day she wants to go as beth mead this year as well book day and that's I not love it. I love so it. really amazing it's left an imprint on my, me it's left an imprint on my family and especially yeah. my daughter and hopefully other people's daughters and their little girls as well yeah no amazing i'm gonna go to g next <sighs> it's been an emotional couple of days um you know it's it's the feeling of connection to their what they've been through because we've been through the same you know i was always the girl that i'm basically the son that my dad doesn't have my older brother doesn't like football at all my younger brother does but he's in and out because he's a United fan <laughs> whereas it was always me me that played he had to take me to training all the time and and I like we did we went to the match the other day together mm-hmm. um but what it means is for now people aren't going to be made girls aren't going to be made fun of because they're wearing a football shirt mm-hmm. at the weekend or they're playing out playing football with their brothers and cousins you know it's just natural that's people are going to look at it and go, oh, she's just, you know, she's off to football and mm. it not be an issue. Um, and that's what means the most, to be honest with you. And that's all I can say right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting too emotional. I mean, like, Jonesy almost set me off again. And you've almost <laughs> just set me off again as well. So I'm going to go to Sam next. Yeah, I, I think um, it summed it up at the end. Did anyone see? Oh, you might not have seen it, but where like Ian Wright was talking about it at the end, and he said it's important now that we carry this on. We can't. We don't just kind of leave it as it is. We kind of carry it on and keep speaking about it, and then that's when we'll see more money put into things like this and more chances. He even went on to say what I've been saying for ages, and saying like the one of the WSL games is on at like a, a stupid time on a Sunday. Mm. Yeah. So he said that it's time we started putting them on at times where it's actually accessible to people as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he was getting quite, not high it's not what the word, but quite passionate about it. And I think that's kind of what everyone that watches women football has been asking for for ages for kind of someone to kind of say it for us really that can have kind of a, um, yeah, can it can have some meaning to it really? So I'm just hoping that it carries on and it just doesn't kind of stay as this, but it just kind of keeps going on. Right, definitely, Matt. I think I sort of answered this earlier in the show when I was talking about it. I will go quickly on to my gran. When she was in school, she anyone who kicked a ball who was a woman, a girl, even uh, they were considered a tomboy. And she never thought that something like this would ever happen. And the fact that I'm inviting people in, I'm inviting my mum to go to games, I'm inviting friends to go to games, that is a, it's almost like the gate is open, let them come, but only if they want to come. You don't, you don't want to be sat next to four idiots that decide to on 34 minutes, oh, let's go and get a beer because mm. nothing's going to happen. You want them to feel that there is something there, not just at WSL level, it's going to have to be all through down to grassroots and across the schools as well, as Ian Wright has said, as everyone else has mentioned. This legacy, it, it can't just be like the the Olympics and Paralympics where it just lasts like 
you have the two weeks. Oh, I want to go ski, uh, not skiing. Sorry, um, uh, <laughs> you want to go in one of the rowing boats or something like that, and then that's it. You you give up after two weeks. You have to keep going. You're gonna mm. have to keep pushing. You're gonna mm. have to turn around, even if that means that you're inviting some of the clubs into to partnerships and things like that. There are doors open, and there's always that option there. So if anyone is interested just ask people you never know what might happen and if anything goes from this i will i'll just wrap it up quickly you'll not you 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 all feel a sense of belonging don't you from the from watching these games and that's what what makes women's football more unique than the men's football and apart from them signing everything and taking photos and having a chat which you can't really do with the men's they are there and available and they're they do want to talk whereas the men just hide away in their closets and wardrobes and everything else that you want us to call um but this legacy is for the women the little girls past present and future i couldn't put that better myself adam is there anything possibly you could add to that of what we've yes. said yes i tried to i tried to explain <laughs> plane step fails again so um I want to talk about sort of my experience of as a kid, I used to go to a football club after school and mm-hmm. we used to have, and this is at primary school, so we're talking about year sort of five or six. And there were some girls who used to come along as well. And it was always a sense of strangeness that why are they, that, yeah, why are they playing football? Um, that's, that's just, a, that's just an instinctive, that's an instinct that needs to be sort of removed. That's, that's a barrier that needs to be sort of broken. When I went to secondary school and we did sports, the, the boys, they did rugby, football, cricket. The girls did hockey, netball, and rounders, which is infinitely better than cricket. And, you know, that was seen as normal. That was not questioned. You know, the idea that, oh, you know, a bloke can't do hockey. Oh, a woman can't do rugby or cricket or football. You know, that's wrong. That needs to change. And this, and, you know, change is happening. Um, and this tournament should be the trigger for Amos like that. You know, um, Righty was saying after the semi-final, you know, we need to have you know, PE lessons where the girl, women can choose to do football. And I would also say cricket and rugby as well. You know, let's not make football the exclusive men's sport that women can play as well. There are plenty of other sports like, you know, tennis obviously being the main one, but rugby, rug, women's rugby is taking off. Cricket, you've got the, you've got, I think it's the 100, you've got the, you've got the women's cricket as well taking off. These are sports that women have a right to play as well. Football is the main one. It's obviously it's the main sport that gets more attention, but it's all the sports. And mm. I'm glad that football is doing it and it's sort of paving the way for the others to follow in its wake. And hopefully the, the instinctive sort of prejudice against it that you may find when you're, you know, ten, you know, five, six or eight years old, that will go and it will just be normal to play football after, you know, in after school clubs with girls, to have mixed teams playing against one another. There was a newspaper article that was shown, I think it was around 1998, 1999, of a young girl at Ellsbury who was about 10 years old, best in the class, and she was banned from playing a uh, football club. They, they, would, they wouldn't let her do mix. When she got to a certain age, she said, no, it's boys from here on in. You can't yeah. play in this club anymore. And she was absolutely distraught, um, especially as her father was at had something to the football club as well. And it was a big con- local controversy. Um, that player was Ellen White, and she later um, gone on and scored all these goals for England. And that's and that's you know, caps later. Absolutely. So these, yeah, these the bar- that that barrier should not exist. That's the barriers that we have to sort of remove and, mm-hmm. and accept that you know women have the right to play the way through. The next wave of England players coming through will not have to suffer the hardships that you know the Lucy Bronze working in dominoes, you know, 
Um, Izzy Christensen was talking about she used to have a part-time job, I think it was a shop or, or a, a restaurant, and then used to drive all up to Birmingham to do a, a training. You know, we can we can build a, a, a way of having these here for grassroots all the way through. They don't have to have part-time jobs and work second, you know, jobs to make up the money. We don't have to pay yeah. to play football. And that's what we need to have. And I think we are getting there near there now. And women will play. It'll be normal for them. It'll be like a, a men, you know, the experience of a men man becoming football would be the same for them. And that has to be the goal. No, 100%. But I do think with in terms of like the two job things, I think with my girls coming through, are still going to have to fight for it. It's still a little bit of a way to go. But as, as the sport grows, we will eventually get there for me. Um, but it's still a bit, bit more time for it to grow, and just hopefully we don't attract that culture that we don't really want in our game. No. So, right, thank you guys for bearing with me. We've nearly hit the two-hour mark. Good <laughs> a pleasure. Uh, what a show! It's it's really sad for me to say, but it is our last one for the Euros. But we won the Euros, so you can't really be sad about that. Absolutely. Got, Absolutely. For the audio listeners, got G, Jonesy and Sam and Adam all fist pumping, big smiles on their faces. <laughs> but sadly, this is our last show. But I believe I am now off for a month. I am on nobody's channels, which is fantastic. Oh, and okay. I am back in September with our final qualifiers for the World Cup to see if we officially qualify for Australia and New Zealand next, next year. Um. With my wonderful co-host who's sitting next to me on screen, G, where can everybody find you and plug your channel? Uh, yeah, so my Twitter is at LilTrigger2. Um, and yeah, this season, myself and Jonesy here um, have rebranded to Arsenal Fans Forever TV. Um, we're starting to get up and rolling now. We've done our first couple of shows um, and things are rolling just fine. So if you follow the my little trigger too you'll see all of the channel information i think it's arsenal ff49 i believe on twitter but yeah yeah, yeah thank yeah. you it's been an amazing month um i'm gutted it's over but it came home what more could we want mm. i know exactly so right g got a couple of weeks and we go again for yeah. international football i mean we play the us in october <laughs> yeah so, all exciting stuff mm. uh, i'm gonna go to adam adam where can everybody find you uh, unfortunately, you can find me at, at, at Adam Salter 4 um, for all women's uh, football sort of uh, information, jokes and thoughts and opinions. Um, I am also writing for the website Sporting Her. So if you have somehow enjoyed hearing me uh, talk about women's football, you can enjoy reading me, reading my writing on women's football as well. Uh, I've written about all the Euros. I've got another one coming up and we'll probably be writing about the Arsenal women as well next season. So keep an eye out for that. Oh, brilliant. That was a bit of a mouthful, wasn't it? Uh. <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that because then I'll, I'll be banned. So we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where can everyone find you? I'll try and keep this short and sweet. So it's at MattLR28. Mm -hmm. um, I'm usually around talking women's football, trying to promote women's football, disability football as well. And I've enjoyed it i'm somehow by a miracle and by pure luck managed to win our sweepstake ah <laughs> oh, yes we didn't do the sweepstake updates oh sorry. So sorry. Um, well done well done matt and also uh, massive well done to jonesy uh who won our euro league which was the first time we've all played it 
Um, we will, I will be back with the Women's Super League one next season. So one to watch with the updates is Jonesy. And I think yeah. Adam's still, still feeling a little bit bitter over that. Oh, I just spurred it. I spurred it on the last day. I, I <laughs> had some lasagna and got my, my, uh, my selections all wrong. Whereas me, I, I arsenal it all the way. Solid fourth. Didn't move Solid once. Four. Yeah. So I'll take that. I'll take that. Jonesy, where can everybody find you? Well, I did have a big ending planned. I was going to say you can find me at Jones86, soon to be at Euro winner, fantasy winner, but wonder has been stolen. So, yeah, what G said, you can find me with G, my partner in crime, the better looking Ant and Deck. Um, we'll be on this Thursday, actually, if you want to give us a, a little follow or a little uh, watch, it'd be great. But yeah, you can find me on, I'm, I'm everywhere, basically. I'm like a bad rash. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Guys, I can't thank you enough for doing all the all, all the shows with me as usual. Um, love love it's your pleasure. company. I can't wait to make some more contact ne- content next season. It's gonna be it's gonna be some we're gonna have some fun. But for any, any everybody else, if you wanna f- follow me, it's at Lottie B at underscore Lottie B ten. That's L O T T I I E underscore B ten because I can't Twitter won't let me spell my name normally, let's say that. And the last, hmm, who should I give? I'm going to give G the last word of the show. Keep supporting your WSL local teams. Um, If you've got daughters or sisters or nieces, get them to some sort of facility. Keep this going. Um, Yeah, just let's just keep it rolling and let's make a real change because we're the ones that are leading the way. So let's do it. Perfect. Good night, guys.